Hello and welcome to this week's Golf Alternative Podcast, the only podcast out there that gives you the best in PGA Tour golf betting tips and the best in alternative music. So we had a week's hiatus last week. Uh, I had a breather after all the um, excitement of the Open. Uh, probably wasn't the best week to take a hiatus because uh, could have been uh, crowing about getting back on the winning trial with uh, uh, Cameron Smith. Um, and uh, obviously that was uh, fantastic to uh, get a nice nice winner after we would had a near miss at the US Open with uh, Willie Z coming up against, um, uh, obviously, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. So... Yeah, um, delighted to see Cam Smith get the job done for us and uh, shame as it was for Rory and that was a good week all round, it seems a long time ago, but Martin Laird got us a place as well. So uh, we've moved on, we've had another week's worth of golf to talk about and uh, um, delighted to be uh, back and uh, back with um, uh, one of our, uh, well, our original first guest who is back, God, for a, for a fourth time. So um, uh, yes, I'm delighted that um, he's taking the time to join us again and a great week musically to do so as well. Um, uh, it's a uh, Welcome back to Dave Tyndall. Uh, Dave, um, how are you? Yeah, very well. Hello for the fourth time. Uh, yeah, do I, I'm a, can I be called a regular guest now? A, re a regular guest, you you are. Yeah, so you're you're the uh, you hold the uh, the record of four appearances. Anyway, this is um, um, FYI, this is episode number twenty six. So you have um, been got to do the maths. You've been uh, uh, with us um, just uh, one one in every six or just over. Right. So um, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you back on again. I really appreciate you taking the time. Leading so. strokes gained appearances. You are indeed. Yes, you are. You are top of that statistic. So. Um, um, yeah, so it's uh, well, as I say, we had a, a week's uh, hiatus last week, so uh, I'm just might have just coming and heard me there talking about having been on the uh, Cam Smith, so yeah, well um, yeah, thank you very much. Was um, uh, without obviously, we want to people probably forgotten about the open by now, so we won't talk about it too much. But did, did you enjoy St Andrews this year? Um, yeah, I, I did. Um, I felt like Smith was one that got away, maybe. Yeah, I'd backed um, and tipped Rory anti post actually at, at 18s, right? Uh, so that was a bit frustrating. Um, yeah. Spieth was my main bet, but because of all the um, each way places that were on offer, uh, yeah. he got he got each way, which was okay. Yeah, yeah. I had a nice um, treble match bet treble on day two, mm. so I'd scraped a profit, but yeah, I felt yeah. like I missed out a bit on Smith. Yeah, he was. Um, he was one of those. He was a bit like I, I know you feel because when um, Lowry won at Port Rush, I think I was the only person who wasn't on him, <laughs> and uh, and that felt like definitely one that got away. So uh, uh, I know how you feel. But to ask ask you a question about Rory, then were you confident going into Sunday that he would get it done? I, I was quite. I felt there was an air of kind of destiny about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, obviously, I hadn't won one, but if. Here at St Andrews, the course that he was, you know, history said he would win on, and with the bad mm. leg causing him to miss it last time, I thought the story was being written in front of our eyes. Yeah, yeah. And then he didn't even come second, but there we go. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I was hugely impressed with Cameron Young, to be honest. I, uh, uh, he was my, I mean, obviously having you know, getting the winner at the end of the day, it sort of uh, painted over any cracks, as it were, on the week. But um, I, um, he, he left me, could it, if he'd won it, that would have been the, the biggest egg on my face. But I actually tipped him in my column for Paddy Power to miss the cut um, oh, on the back of, uh, I mean, he, obviously, he's one of these players, he blows a little bit hot and cold, doesn't he? And uh, uh, and um, he'd shot, I think, sort of 78, 79 or something in Scotland yeah. the week before <laughs> the Scottish Open. Uh, so I thought, okay, well, he's not getting the hang of Link's golf. He'd missed his previous cut as well. I thought, you know, 
it's uh, um, it's going to be a bit of a learning curve for him. And six to four to miss the cut seemed a uh, uh, reasonable value. So <laughs> that didn't go very well. But uh, um, but uh, I, I mean, I did think Cam Smith would play well on Sunday. I thought because I didn't think he did a lot wrong on Saturday. To be honest, he just couldn't Didn't buy a putt after, after he three putted on the first he just struggled with a putter all day and uh, so I thought he would make a bit of a charge but I didn't think it would be enough because I did think that Rory would you know manage to shoot 68 or something which would have you know 67 which obviously would have been good enough so um, it's funny how you yeah. know isn't it? it's funny how you kind of get the sense straight off the bat like in round yeah. three Cam Smith he misses a, a putt yeah. and misses another one you think this yeah. isn't his day on the greens yeah, yeah. and yeah. Rory's got a chance on the first green in round four misses it and you thought yeah hey, hey here we go yeah and then yeah. If, i mean if you look at it the margins are so small aren't they a couple of yeah. cam smiths wriggled in the side didn't they mm. during his run a couple of yeah. rory's just missed flip them yeah. over and you get a different result but you know, they are the margins yeah and like you say you could just i think it was when he didn't birdie nine um you know the reachable drivable ninth that um i but rory didn't birdie nine i started yeah. thinking okay this is this is quite possibly you know not not going to go his way i mean br bringing us on a week and obviously a very very different level of golf and level of performer but um i think i put on twitter last night and it was before he made an absolute horlix of the hole that he was on at the time um i, I said that if ever someone who He's in a leading a tournament, isn't going to win a tournament. It was Scott Piercy last night. I don't know if you watched it last night. He just, uh, you know, even when he was one or two ahead still, he just looked all over that it wasn't going to be his day. You know, he was starting to struggle and what have you. And then uh, obviously, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but he, he I mean, um, you know, unfortunately yeah. for him, he just crumbled completely in the end. But um, that's, um, that's, the, that's the thing about putting yourself in position just in case the yeah. leader does one. Um, yeah. Tony Finau has probably suffered in that position before where the, there's always been one too good for him but if you keep putting yourself in second yeah, one, one day you are going to get a leader collapsing in front of your eyes and he was there wasn't he yeah he was and, uh, and three, actually, three, was... Win, three win Tony Finau we can now call yeah, and actually the mentioning Finau and coming back to Raw it's quite interesting because um, I was listening to I think it was the No Laying Up podcast afterwards they were talking about Rory's performance and what have you uh and what came into my mind was that Rory on the Sunday had the sort of round that Tony Finau often had back in his day when yeah. he wasn't winning obviously which is he didn't really do a lot wrong he just didn't hold the putts and he didn't go out and win the golf tournament and you know someone just obviously shot the round uh um, that uh, uh you know was a the sort of the round that comes out and grabs it by the scruff of its neck and wins it as it were and that's uh well you know rory just sort of plodded basically on the sunday which is what obviously fina had been doing a lot of over the last year or two but um and I'd, um, um I'd, i was on fina for the open so to see him win last week you know when you feel like out of sync yeah yeah well i actually <laughs> i i tipped um scott pierce in uh, uh the barracuda last week right. so uh so had he won yesterday i'd have been i mean i had no idea that he'd sort of you know, tried to rebuild his whole game in a week with a new coach, new caddy, and all the rest of it. Because I think he literally did that over the last week or so. So I'm not sure if he'd done it by the time of the Barry Cuda. I don't know if you saw that story, but he, he literally changed everything a week or so ago. And um, uh, and he got the instant success. But he's normally a bit of a desert specialist, along with Martin Laird, who I was on as well in um, um, the Barracuda. But um, um, yeah, so so it wasn't Scott Piercy's week, was it? Did you have any joy in that event? Uh, any, any joy last last week? Um, in the American one, absolutely yeah. none at all. I had no one even in contention. It was just one of them. Oh, what a terrible week that is! Yeah, yeah you know, no. pay, pay, 
you often, I don't know, a lot of the main moans come when someone's really in contention and they get beat. But I think the worst thing that you can happen is just to, to feel nothing, to be <laughs> yeah. flattened, to be just sort of empty after round two. And thinking, this isn't going my way at all. So, uh, yeah, nothing at all in that event. Yeah, it, it was a funny old week for me because um, uh, obviously my focus is the PGA Tour, as regular listeners will know. But uh, uh, I was actually, because um, uh, Hillside, the event was on my doorstep, the um, uh, Kazoo Classic on the uh, DP World Tour. So I, I took the opportunity to take in four, four days of, of live golf. And I mean, huge credit to dp world tour you can get a season or you can get a season ticket for the week include the practice day although i didn't have a chance to get down the practice day 40 quid for the week really was it yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's you know obviously when you look at how much which was, i don't go to football these days i don't know how much it is but i'm sure it's more as much as or more than 40 quid or a day yeah. test match or whatever although you obviously get your full day but um um but yeah so for four days of uh you know if you wanted you could be out there from nine in the morning till nine at night four days running plus the practice yeah. day and, and all for 40 quid so um uh, so just um, backtracking slightly um, to uh, the um, uh, 3M, uh, it's, it was a funny old event because I didn't really, once it was up and running, I didn't really see as much of it as I normally would have done. You know, obviously didn't see any feature group stuff in the afternoons or whatever. And um, uh, it, um, it sort of passed me by with any of that, that massive weather delay on the Saturday as well. So, uh, but I was, I had, I had two missed the cut and um, three was sort of hovering. And uh, uh, in the end, um, a putt did drop for me on the 18th. Grayson Sig hold a putt. Uh, I was on him at 80 to one. And um, oh, uh, he nicked, um, or he, I was on him top eight and he finished seventh with two other players. So in effect, got two thirds of the yeah. place money. So um, sort of. 12 13 points back or something and um that uh covered the week basically so uh um so so that uh that was okay and then uh hillside yeah i don't know if you did you, i don't know if you saw any of that on telly or did you did you, did you have a bet over there any any join that one at all well yeah I, I played hillside so um i played it uh, i don't know five six years ago and um really enjoyed it when i played it um it's quite a lot of Liverpool players or ex-Liverpool yeah. players play there. So when I played it, Jason McAteer was in the clubhouse afterwards. Right. So I was looking, as a Liverpool fan, I was going, oh, look, there's yeah. Jason McAteer. Yeah. And then uh, I think Alan Hansen's a, a member at uh, Birkdale. Which yeah, I, yeah. I saw one of your photos. You can just see that clubhouse, yeah. can't you, in the distance. Yeah. Blimey, Birkdale's close, isn't it? Yeah, especially um, next door. To, yeah. 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 I didn't watch an awful lot, but I, 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 I do remember uh, playing the final hole and being a bit, Worried that I'd put a window out if I thin out. <laughs> uh, I didn't, thank goodness. So it, it was interesting to watch that last hole and mm. um, Richie Ramsey kind of hooked, slightly hooked his drive, didn't he, a little mm. bit? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then did well to get up and down. Really great putt by him. Uh, yeah. Ben Coley was on, wasn't he? At 25. Uh, he was. Uh, he was. I, I don't, I mean, I rarely, if ever, have a bet on them. DP World Tour, because obviously it's not my my sort of where I see I've got an edge, if you like. I'm not studying it, I'm studying the PGA Tour, but obviously I was going. I had um, I had uh, I had four picks actually, uh, and Paul Waring was one of them, uh, uh, and um, coincidentally Eddie Pepperell was another, and they played together the first two days, which yeah. um, obviously um, was pure. Paul Waring pure... must be a local, mustn't he? Must have played yeah, a load yeah, of times. Yeah, so um, uh, so I had those two. I had Sammy Valamaki, who I just had a hunch all through the week was going to win, and then going to Sunday I thought he was going to win, and he didn't. He played very poorly. Uh, and the other one was Ewan Ferguson, who I readily admit I. 
back because uh, all the people I read and respected tipped him. So I thought he seemed a, uh, uh, a, a good, because again, not really being um, uh, my forte. I thought I'd go in on the selection. But yeah, I did. Yeah, maybe again, it was um, wearing gave me a gave me a profit and. Um, yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was a great week, and obviously it was good to see Richie Ramsey win. But um, obviously, yeah, yeah. I, I, had a, I had a few, but I write, I write a column for WSN. Um, yeah, and I do an outright a match bet in a top twenty. Mm. So my outright was Ollison, who eleventh, mm. so what didn't quite yeah. get there. But the match bet won. I, I, I had Richard Mansell to beat mm. Rosner, mm. Uh, which he beat him, and I also had. Um, I went with a local angle. I, I backed uh, Matthew Baldwin for a top 20. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at nine to two, and he, he scraped in there in 20th. So, so I had a decent week there, yeah. Yeah, you should have. Lee Slattery was the other one, the other Southport guy. He um he finished um I think he finished twelve yeah, with, yeah, um, yeah. with uh, uh with Eddie actually. Uh, I, I watched um I should say, and um, you know, I don't claim to be a uh you, you know an expert of, of when you're seeing it sort of live if it, you know if the swing is exactly uh um you know, obviously I'm not a golf coach or, or yeah. what have you, but um I watched a fair bit of um Eddie Pepperell play. Yeah, uh, and I know the course suits him, and you know he likes the course. But it looked as though he was beginning to, you know, play very, very nicely again. And um, yeah. uh, on Saturday, I watched his front nine, uh, and uh, he literally had um, nine birdie putts of inside twenty feet or so, right. uh, and hold one of them on the first night. I mean, tee to green, it was like a ball striking clear. I didn't see his back nine where he did start to, uh, where he actually dropped a shot on the tenth, I think. But then he picked up three coming in. So um, yeah, I'd, say, I'd, back nine, but, um, I'd, I'd seen an interview with him beforehand, um, yeah. and he sounded quite confident. I did. I backed him for first round leader actually, uh, which right. was because I didn't think he'd quite be able to put four rounds yeah. together. Yeah, uh, as it happens, he didn't do much in the first. Well, he, yeah, well, he, 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 he got I saw yeah. it. Yes, I was there. I saw it. I yeah. saw the of his um, uh, his entourage, who I um, chatted a bit so, to a couple of times through the week, yes. and uh, they were all really nice people. So, so shout think, out to them. So yeah, I think I think that got him to four under, but he it, yeah, yeah. it left him too much to do, and I yeah. think he would have had to have eagled the next as well. Yeah, well, you were on the wrong man in the group because Paul Waring was first, yeah. wasn't he? So, but uh, yeah, and then I watched a fair bit of him yesterday as well. And, and bearing in mind, obviously, where he's at in the, the DP tour rankings and, you know, how important the day it was for him yesterday. Because, of course, if he'd shot 76 or something yeah. and slid down to 50th, it would have sort of nullified everything he'd achieved results wise on, on, on the week. But, um, uh, and he again, he played, um, uh, you know, certainly, you know, he did drop a couple of shots, but, um, down the back nine, but then he birdied 17 to pick one one more up and just dipped out a birdie part on 18. But he uh, again, he played nicely yesterday. Um, uh, so uh, you know, I think that Ben and mine were in the UK for the next couple of weeks and he's often played well in the UK. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me to see him hitting the frame, whatever. But um, um, but uh, anyway, we move on, we digress. We've spent 15 minutes talking about the last oh. two weeks golf <laughs> and we need to move on to uh, uh, what we got coming up. So, and it is of course the um. Rocket Mortgage Classic, uh, a, um, a, a dream week for music with rockets and a trip to Detroit and what have you. So uh, uh, all kinds of things that um, we'll be able to pick music-wise. Uh, for new listeners, as you know, we've um, – uh, well, new listeners wouldn't know because we've not heard this before, but we uh, put a music playlist together every week, which um, I then link out on Spotify uh, of um, songs which um, – 
in some way or another loosely linked to the golfers or the event we're uh, uh, we're previewing. So um, yeah, so it's the Rocket Mortgage Classic, uh, and um, we're getting to that um, time of year where uh, it's all about bubble boys and uh, uh, you know who's in the one two five, who's just outside the one two five, where you fall sort of where the putt drops on eighteen if you slipping out the one two five uh, uh do, do you enjoy all this this stuff at this time of year dave the drama of um uh hanging on to the cards does that make for good viewing for you well it adds a little bit of a dimension doesn't it i guess yeah. I, I suppose the in terms of betting i'm not really one who i mean i'll probably go against this by picking someone under 29th and saying this is a massive incentive <laughs> but yeah. normally i think um you kind of remember the ones who did play well to get in, yeah. but then you'll remember 18 other, or you won't remember 18 other fellows are also in that same position who did nothing. Yeah. So that's yeah, a yeah. bit of confirmation bias, isn't it? When you see yeah. a player who plays well on that final week to get his, get his card or get into the playoffs. Uh, yeah. And then you, ha you handily forget everyone who didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. not something I really, I think I'd have to, I'd have to maybe, no to play who'd done it a number of times mm. sort of last chance, chance saloon kind of player mm. but yeah for those who just do it once it's like well who knows it might have been a good course for them it's hard to say yeah well i've actually got i've got two players in my team this week who are in that so, well, three, but one I'm not really picked for that reason, to be honest, because uh, he's got a card anyway from a win. But um, um, but uh, I've got two in there uh, um, this week who are bubble boys or outside the bubble, as it were. So uh, it's easy. Uh, it's, it, it makes for a good argument if you yeah, like, preview, doesn't it? <laughs> so. yeah, it? It does. But uh, you're right. I mean, it is a bit of a trap because I'll probably fall into this trap every year this this time of year. I'm looking at sort of, you know, he's at 136 and he needs a big <laughs> yeah. week. Because, of course, the danger is, that if you back the guy who's at 127 or something, um, and um, he knows well and good that by finishing 25th, he'll go up to sort of yeah, you know, yeah. 110 or something. He's not going to be uh, taking any risks on the Sunday, is he? He's, yeah. uh, um, he, you know, so um, yeah, he's a bit of a double-edged sword. But um, uh, but yeah, so uh, anyway, we're in Detroit. Uh, as I say, it's the uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic. It's the fourth edition of the event. Um, and... Um, uh, it's a Donald Ross design. So, uh, of course, um, you know, immediately you start looking at uh, uh, other Donald Ross courses and, and quite uh, nicely we'll be segueing into uh, uh, another Donald Ross uh, next week at Sedgefield Country Club uh, for the Wyndham Championship. And uh, um, that's a course that uh, and I'm sure you've seen this as well. Dave does seem to lend itself quite well to here with uh, uh, players who have played well across um both events uh it's um uh par 72 uh it's uh just over where are my um stats where are we it's uh just over 7200 or 7300 yards i've lost my details now and in front of me uh where are we uh yeah 7300 yards 7334 to be precise uh we got some poana with a bit of a bent grass mix um and uh, other donald ross designs to look at as I say, Sedgefield, East Lake, the obvious two used regularly. We've had a, a Ronna Mink um, for the uh, BMW Championship uh, back in 2018, uh, Plainfield in 2011 and 2015 for what was the Barclays, uh, and then um, Pinehurst number two, 2014 for the US Open. Um, 
the three winners we've had here, uh, we've a bit of a mixture, really. We've had uh, Nate Lashley at 25 under, not a particularly big hitter. Then the following year, uh, Bryson beat Matthew Wolf home, uh, two of the biggest hitters on tour, and they were followed in by Kevin Kisner and Ryan Armour. Um, and um, then last year, Cameron Davis uh, got his maiden tour win. Um, he's pretty long off the tee. So, so I don't know what you think, Dave, but for what I've established here, it seems to be that you're either a short plotter, if you like, a Kisner or a Ted Potter has played well here, Doc Redman, uh, Ryan Armour, as I say, or you're just an out-and-out -out bomber, really, uh, like a Bryson. Um, how do you, uh, how yeah. do you take this set up? It does seem to uh, fall between those two, doesn't it? Obviously, uh, that that year, DeChambeau and Wolf were one, the one-two. And I think last year, um, you've got the split again. Cam Davis obviously hits yeah. it big. I was on Neiman last year, who made the yeah. playoff. Yeah. Then your boy, Troy Merritt, was in there as well. He's not he a big was. hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I probably do go with the big hitters, but there's certainly room for the shorter guys, the, sh the plotters, if, if you fancy one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and um, I guess you you going down the Donald Ross angle as, as, as well. Is that something you're looking closely at this week from a course correlation point of view? I haven't. Well, I, I've not really kind of done my full, full research. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I was, my angle that um, I've started off on uh, was just looking at the strokes gained Mm. And I've gone, um, or oh, the three things I've gone with a, a driving distance, I, I will go for the big hitters. Mm. I think strokes game putting is big for this course. You look at yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the top five last year, you've got uh, the second best putter, the fourth best, the eighth best, the 15th mm. and the 22nd all finishing the mm. top five. Yeah, uh, DeChambeau was first for strokes game putting when he yeah. won. Wolf was fifth. Mm. Nate Lassie was second for great uh, strokes game putting when he won. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's that, and I obviously the other one. You look at the scores. What we've had: twenty five under, twenty three yeah. under, eighteen under. Just par breakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, my initial research, which um, has focused on those three, I kind of modelled those three. Yeah. Just to see where they are. So, uh, are you ready for a pick yet? Or are we still? Um, I'm, well, I'm going to um, uh, let's start with your first music pick because we've got okay. to get some music picks in as well. So, uh, um, so give us. Um, I think you're going down the um, the uh, rocket into space angle here, as it were, with your first one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's tempting to to pick a song with the word rocket in it, but uh, yes. we are rockets do tend to head, head to space. So. Yeah. I've gone with a band I really like called Public Service Broadcasting. Yeah. Um, and they did basically a, a whole concept album on um, the race for space. It was called The Race for Space, uh, which um, retail is kind of their concept album of uh, the story of the US-Soviet space race from the late yeah, 50s yeah. to the early 70s, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, Possibly have to be a bit geeky to think. Oh, great! That'll make a great album. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it does. It's it's a concept album. It has various. Uh, they kind of lift archive samples of speech. And mm. I, I I don't know. I, I I'm one of these people who thinks American astronauts are the coolest people on Earth. Yes. Just, just the way they speak. Just you know, there's this rocket about to take off, and then they're going, "Oh my God!" There's a rocket. They just sort of, and it's good to go. <laughs> We're all ready for descent. They're just sort of so cool, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
So there's a song on on that album. Some of the songs are a very kind of concept album. Mm -hmm. It's it's more like a musical score. There's one called Gagarin after Yuri Gagarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a single. It's quite quite sort of poppy. But the mm -hmm. other one that was a single is one called Go. Yeah. A Go exclamation mark, and it it um it kind of samples um what was going on at mission control is that the flight mm. director that was called gene krantz have you ever seen any of the there's loads of documentaries aren't there nasa documentaries about uh the apollo yeah, yeah. i'm not going to claim to be much of a space geek to be honest i've right, been, well, <laughs> been to cape canaveral in florida but that's about it but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, i've i've been to houston actually i went to the, the right, NASA yeah. center in houston once yeah. um shortly after going to um to Dallas to Dealey Plaza. I, I did the JFK uh, um, space space yes. a few days. What a geek. And yeah, so there's this song called Go, and it's basically like a it's a, a pop song, but it, there's a bit in it, there's like a call and response thing where you've got Gene mm. Krantz shouting out um, sort of instructions, and he's waiting to get the, the nod from each of the guys that he's mm. shouting to so it so it kind of goes retro go fido go guidance go so and it's actually a lie it's actually taken that was but it's set to music and it just scans yeah. perfectly as a bit of uh, music and it's just it's just really cleverly done yeah um so that's so yeah a, a, an, an album where some of it's it's probably best listened to as an album but if you just yeah. pull out a track, I think Go is the one that you think, oh, this is pretty cool. It actually sounds like yeah, a, yeah. a pop song as well. Yeah. Well, I've actually got – it's interesting you picked this because um, I've actually got a little bit of a story about this. I, I've never listened to the album as an album. You know, I, I was yeah. – I'd vaguely heard of it, was familiar with it. But um, my nephew is actually a professional – percussionist um you know oh, yeah. drums percussion yeah, yeah. glockenspiel whatever and and um you know he, he plays in he's based down south and london plays in various orchestras and um uh teachers as well and what have you um and i don't know if you remember seeing this but about i don't know certainly pre-lockdown obviously probably about three four years ago um they performed the whole album as a they part did, of yes. Yeah. If you saw that, well, my nephew was one of the percussionists in the orchestra. Oh, wow. oh, uh, so, um, somewhere we got a tape of him on there. He's in quite a bit and what have you. He's playing big um, timpani drums and all kinds of things in it and what have you. Um, so, that was the first time I ever really listened to it, probably because obviously we watched that through and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, um, so I can oh, picture so nice. when you're talking about yeah. some go, I can picture seeing that with the uh, um, with the orchestra performing it and what have you. So, um, yeah, so so I actually had you've um and I'm delighted to have it on, but I had this uh, song in my notes for when we got to the Houston Open later this year. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. you, so you you pinched it and got it on early. So I'm quite get me on that. for that one, and I'll give you some more space. Yeah, stuff. We'll more space songs. So. Hey, the, the, the listeners are really lapping it up. You listen. Absolutely. Mm, <laughs> so um, yes, so I think we are now just about ready for a pick. The listeners will be delighted to hear. So um, we've got uh, just before we get into the picks, obviously the Bessie Market, who's here this week. We've got Patrick Cantlay, um, who did actually tempt me slightly uh, because yeah. he's obviously starting to play really nicely again. And um, you know, and class obviously comes to the top as we saw with big 
Tony last week and uh, sort of John Rahm in Mexico earlier this year. And, uh, um, you know, we can sit here and give all our wise reasons for our uh, speculative 66 to 1 shots. And uh, it might just be that Cantlay hacks up and um, shows he's the class act in the field. But uh, um, so we've got Cantlay at 11 to 1, best price. Finau, you can get 16s on to go back to back. Uh, Willie Z at 16s, then Cam Young at 20s, and they're into the 25 bars and what have you. So, um, um, yeah, so uh, give us your uh, your first man, Dave. Yeah, so given that I have a focus on driving distance, putting and birdies, <laughs> uh, one man who, who, who comes um, pretty high up uh, in all those uh, statistical categories is Maverick McNeely. Yes. So he's 43rd in driving distance, 32nd in putting, second in eagles, 20th in birdie average. So in theory, he makes a good, he fits well to this mm. course. But we've got more than theory, we've got actuality because he's played it twice. Mm. And finished tied eighth in 2020 and tied 21st last time. Um, he really loves bent grass greens. These are bent uh, Poana. I think in one of those, the tied eighth, yeah. he was third on them. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's backed his words up. I was just tracking his his progress because I think we expected he, he was a former world amateur number one. I think we yeah. maybe expected him to have won by now. For sure, yeah, yeah. Be, because they do, you know, these heralded youths, we expect yeah. to, to win within a year. But not everyone is a, a Scottish Scheffler. But. Mm. Just looking at his world ranking, so 2018, end of the year ranking 662, 2019, 417, so he's jumped, mm. what, 250 places. Then he's yeah. jumped another another big leap to 166, end of 2020. Then he's up to 69th at the end of 2021. So, mm. so the graph is only going one way, and it's going up fairly sharp, but just not incredibly yeah. sharp. Mm. He's kind of plateaued a bit this year, but... In terms of arriving here in good form, well, he's got that, which is good, because he was tied eighth at the John Deere, mm. tied ninth in the Barracuda under that mm. modified Stableford uh, scoring system. Mm. And then, yeah, he actually came over to the Scottish Open and was, and was mm. 16th, so uh, that was yeah. a decent knock as well. Yeah. So I think this this is a really good chance for Maverick McNeely, I think, to maybe yeah. realise that potential and, and get that first win. I think he's about 40s. Uh, he is about 40s, I yeah. think, yes. Um, he's, uh, where is he now? Um, well, depending on what when I uh, terms he won, you can get 50s yeah. with 365 for five right. places, but uh, yeah. it's 40s or 33s or what have you for the uh, uh, for the eight places. So, yeah. Um, actually, so like, you can get 45s with boils for eight places. Oh, uh, yeah, that'll be the uh, one then, yeah. yeah. So, um, I did, I mean, I did look at him, and I don't want to put a damp, the only thing that slightly put me off is I'm wondering if... Um, uh, I mean, obviously he's a young man, so he shouldn't be tired. But he has played a lot of golf, hasn't he? He's, um, you know, obviously he was, as you say, he was played week before Scotland and over to Scotland and back for the Barracuda and uh, uh, so on. And I actually heard an interview with him um, uh, at the Barracuda, where he basically said that um, uh, the reason he was playing is because uh, he wants to make the top thirty in the FedEx. You know, I forget exactly where he is now, but 
uh, you know, he was 40th or thereabouts or, or somewhere, you know, within striking distance of uh, getting to Eastlake basically with a few good weeks. Uh, and um, that is his goal because obviously it unlocks the doors to everything. And uh, uh, so he is literally, I think, planning on playing every week. Uh, and you sort of wonder, you know, if you can start getting too focused on numbers and rankings and what have you. And even at his age, is he is he going to run out of steam having gone, you know, John Deere, Scotland, California, um, and then last week, I don't know, that was my only slight concern. Yeah, you, but, um, you sort of yeah. never know. I think it, I think yeah. it was Rory Sabatini always used to win after seven weeks in a row. Yes, so. that's true. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so um, you do get uh, some players who... Who kind of thrive on it? Um, yeah, he was on actually because I was I was keeping an eye on him. He was on um keeping on the leaderboard. I think he was on the outside of the cut line, wasn't he, last week until uh he produced, you know, a couple of birdies or whatever um late on just to uh you know to 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 get through. So um yeah, fair play to him. But yeah, as you say, it's obviously a track that uh, uh fits his eye, as it were. So um yeah. Um and do you want to give us another song while we're at it? No, oh, okay. Uh yeah, I think uh, you've got a, a to, you, we're going into Motown now. We're going into Motown. Hopefully, it's not going to be uh, th this song isn't going to be what you're fe feeling at the end of Maverick for the week. So, uh, uh, if you still want to mean, is this the Smokey Robinson one? Yes, yeah, we're yeah. going to go Smokey. Yeah. yeah, obviously, Detroit Motown. We've got like a, a million songs that we can yeah. pick. I did yeah. a I did a quick uh, wiki that on the American US Billboard chart. Um, Motown record, Barry Gordy's Motown, 79 records in the top 10 in the 60s. Wow. So they were just churning out. It always makes me laugh when, um, uh, for UK listeners, we, we had a, a guy called Pete Waterman, who's a famous mm. DJ. Yes. Who, um, who was a massive Motown fan. He think, good, he's got good music taste, fair play to the guy. Yeah. And he, tr he tried to replicate it, that kind of, factory hit factory yeah. idea yeah. by coming up with stock aiken and waterman stuff, yeah <laughs> which was yes. a good idea in, in the in the um in principle in principle in just churning out all these top but the music was dreadful yeah wasn't it I sonia see... and uh the garth neighbors and that kind of thing so <laughs> just dross and I, I can't understand that if he had such good taste to like motown how he could churn this nonsense out just, yeah, it's just a, like awful. Didn't I mean, he become a judge on one. the X Factor as well? What am I imagining that? Did he become a judge he, on the he X Factor? He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and his, his, say his taste is good, but then the music he turned out. I think, how can you not think that's absolute dross? Well, anyway, <laughs> there you go. Um, well, hopefully, it won't be. Uh, which track are you going with, by the way? It's, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, you know, I looked at it. I've got the whole of Motown to go through. If that's, shall I just go with some from, from the Jackson Five? But I do, I'm a big fan of Smokey Robinson. Mm. Um, I, I think I put a link to Tears of a Clown on the on the Twitter when we were right. I was sort of thinking. I've gone for Tracks of My Tears because, um, mm. probably not the best thing for a tipping. Yeah. <laughs> but there are certain tracks that um on the pga tour that maybe do produce tears that you never mm. get right so i'm hoping mm. this isn't one of them yeah um, i suppose i did have Joaquin Neiman who lost in a playoff yeah, uh, last yeah, last year. Year. so if, I'm, if one of my picks loses in a playoff then maybe i should play tracks of my tears by Smokey robinson yeah well uh, hopefully it's, it's not a poignant tune for you for the week yeah but, yeah uh, it's a it's, a, it's it's just a brilliant song. It's got that great sort of drum 
that roll mm. of the drum sort of going through it. It's just a it's just a fantastic song. A bit more sort of downbeat than Tears of a Clown, but um, yeah. even so, it's still somehow got that that bounce to it that, that Motown mm. has. No, absolutely. So, okay, so that's uh, Dave's second music pick. I'm yet to put a music pick in. I'll yeah. one with me in a minute. So, um, but uh, my first golfing pick for the week, and uh, I'm going to go fairly obvious with my first selection uh, and go with Kevin Kisner. Uh, and um, Kevin Kisner really is what he says on the tin, as it were, with uh, uh, you could sort of, you know, you could sit you could sit down at the beginning of a PGA season and name, I don't know, six courses that are the ones you'd consider backing Kevin Kisner on. And this this would be one of them. Uh, the others would obviously be um, uh, places like Hilton Head, um, Sawgrass, um, uh, Wildlife for the Sony, uh, the Travellers, um, and um, Sedgefield, which gives us the uh, uh, link, obviously, um, to next week and this week, uh, and um, KK won uh, last year at um, Sedgefield Country Club, got uh, got a win there. So uh, he, he'd obviously played well there before, also, and um, he, he's played well here before. Uh, he's got um, uh, a couple of top tens to his name, a third and an eighth, I believe it is. And, and each time it's the same thing. I mean, la last year he was out of form uh, playing events. I mean, I think he's uh, been well documented as saying that he knows there's certain courses he can't uh, win on, but um, it will still turn up for them um, a few times in a year because uh, the check's good for finishing 25th or something, I think was his quote. So, um, so, so you know, there's certain events, you know, we're not going to be backing Kevin Kisner at Tory Pines or somewhere like that, but... Um, uh, he um, last year he was struggling, then found his form at the Travellers, and Judy went and finished uh, you, you know top ten here after having a top uh, top six uh, at uh, TBC River Highlands. Uh, same thing this year, struggling, um, and then uh, top ten at TPC River Highlands uh, over to the Open. Uh, where he did me proud in my uh, DraftKings team that I had because uh, uh, he made the cut on Friday night with a couple of um, uh, late birdies and then charged on Saturday and um, ended he went up, mad, um, didn't he, on the Saturday? He, he, he on, did. On he went all sorts, he, wasn't he? Yeah, he went mad on Saturday and um, he had a putt uh, for a twenty-nine on the Friday. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and boost, boosted my uh, uh, my DK team uh, very nicely. So uh, I was very happy about that. Won um, won a few few dollars on that, uh, but um, yeah. So this is his first start since the Open. He was 21st at the Open in the end. Um, obviously, he's not unsurprisingly after the 65 Saturday, he's still slightly Sunday. But um, clearly, he'll be licking his chops about um, this next fortnight. Um, obviously, back to Sedgefield next week uh, and um, and here this week. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he's just an obvious selection to me this week. Uh, he, loves, um, he loves the track. Uh, it's... Um, uh, well, he's uh, as I say he's performed well on before. Uh, he comes in, he's 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 hitting the ball nicely again. He's putting well, and um, I just thought uh, uh, he was um, a decent price at um, uh, 30, uh, 35 to one. I think you can get on him. Um, where yeah, are we now? Just to the across the board, doesn't he? Yeah, so, um, yeah, thirty-five to one for eight places. So, um, so it's. Um, uh, Kevin Kisner for me, he's my first selection. Um, one uh, one half points each way. Sorry, fifth of the odds, first eight. Uh, and my first tune for the week. Um, you know how you said we could go for a song with the word rocket in? Yeah. Um, well, I've gone for a band with the word rocket in. So uh, uh, I've gone for um, uh, Rocket from the Crypt, 
on a rope, uh, a classic song from, um, uh, I guess you'd call them a, a punk band, really, but um, uh, it's off their 1995 album, Scream Dracula Scream. Uh, I don't, are you familiar with it, Dave? It was sort of a bit of an indie disco classic back in the 90s. I'm certainly familiar with them. I, I might be stuff to hear it to go oh yeah that one yeah i think you'll you'll recognize it yeah. when you hear it but um obviously uh again with that golfing analogy i'm hoping that uh kevin has it on a rope this week because yeah. um uh that's uh, the sort of game he normally plays plots his way from tee to green and holds his putt so um so my first uh first pick kevin kisner my first musical selection for the playlist uh on a rope by rocket from the crypt so we move on, um, and um, I'm going to run because I've. Uh, I think you've only got three picks, and I've got five. So rather than uh, you better get um, some in, then, yeah, yeah. I better, I'll get another one in, and I'm at the same sort of odds. Um, and I'm with um, Adam Scott, uh, and um, yeah. yeah, Scotty is. Uh, you know, he, he he sort of. He, tends, he doesn't tend to get that much attention these days. He doesn't play that much. And then you suddenly sort of think, oh, Adam Scott's in the field. What's he been up to? And uh, he's literally, as I think I noted, he's, he's played two regular events uh, since the players or something like that. Uh, and obviously, he's played the majors as well. So um, so he's, uh, as is normally the case for Adam, he's lightly raced, shall we say. Uh, but his last two starts um, uh, have been um, uh, two top 15 finishes. Uh, at uh, the two majors, the US Open and the Open Championship. Uh, and um, he's, um, yeah, he, he's a couple of years ago, he'd sort of lost his way with his long game a bit, but uh, his approach plays back on, on song this year. He's ranked in the top 40 or so in approach play. Um, he's putting, he's, he's gone from being this awful putter to, you know, a really solid putter. Obviously, he's, as we know, he uses the long putter and that seems to work well for him. So, um, yeah, he, he's, um, he's coming in here. It's the first time he's played here. He's never played here before. Uh, but again, going down, the um uh comparison with sedgefield uh he was uh um one of the sort of um beaten five players in the playoff that kisner won last year uh and uh it was um uh you know he's not a regular at sedgefield but he pitched up there and played really well uh we know he likes east lake um he's played solidly there over the years uh he had a top 10 at pinehurst in the us open so um, all in all, uh, he, he's got the links on the right courses that we're looking for, the Ross connection, if you like. Uh, and um, he, as I say, he comes here on the back of uh, that strong performance at uh, the Open Championship. And, uh, of course, he was sticking around afterwards to uh, shake Cam's hand as the uh, first Aussie to win the Open uh, in quite a few years. And um, I'm hoping he'll have taken a little bit of inspiration from that. Uh, it's um, two and a half years since he last won. I think Riviera in 2020 was his last win pre-lockdown. So so I think, um, I think he's got another win or two in him uh, he's only 42 still um and he still um he still gives it a good bash off the tee he's in the top 20 in driving distance so uh, so i thought it was a lot to like about him and i thought the odds were pretty fair i mean at the end of the day who would you rather be backing um and adam scott at 35 to 1 or 33 to 1 and this same goes for kisner actually or or you know you go a few points down you've got sort of mark hubbard who's sort of very popular at 45s or something like that so yeah. you know I, I think i understand hubbard's playing well and you've got a bit of history here as well but um uh, or cameron tringali at 40s or, or, or whatever i'd rather i'd rather the pedigree of a, a scott um so that's my second selection adam scott and um yeah, yeah, just on Scott quickly. Um, he, he's definitely one that um, 
I've not written my preview yet, but he's he's yeah. he's a contender for it. Um, mm. In those categories I mentioned, you you just said he's he's sixteenth in driving distance, so yeah. he really is giving it a chunk. Thirty ninth in strokes gained putting, which yeah. I think if it was guess guess the putting rank of Adam Scott, not many might have uh, thought that he's ever. Uh, well, you've seen him this season, but you know previously he's outside the top hundred, isn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah. Par breakers thirtieth, so a lot to like about him. It, it, it was interesting. Matt Cooper was on the grounds at, at St Andrews and doing his sporting life diary. Yeah, yeah. He sent a couple of little Adam Scott things. There were lots of rumours that his Scott's playing great again. Yeah. But yeah. then there was this sort of counter story that he'd suddenly changed all his equipment. Okay. Which right. seemed a bit odd to do just yeah. before a major. Mm-hmm. As it happens, he probably. Uh, you know, that probably didn't have an adverse effect, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. in 15th, yeah. second mm. round 65. Yeah, yeah. I, he's someone I might, might well find my, his way into my preview. I like Adam Scott here. Yeah, uh, he's, as I say, he's Davy on the course, but a lot points to him, um, you know, liking it. And if he can keep the putter working and, um, yeah, the approach play working, then then you really think this is somewhere he could, he could challenge. Um, my next musical pick, I'm going to be a bit cheeky here and, um, Play devil's advocate to your uh, uh, your Motown selections, Dave. I do like a bit of Motown. I'm not I'm not going to claim to be a Motown um, uh, aficionado, but I can um, you know see uh, see see its pedigree for what it is. Obviously, it goes without saying. But um, uh, but I couldn't resist throwing in a bit of uh, 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 the Manic Street Preachers debut single, Motown Junk, uh, <laughs> on the pod. So uh, uh, I think uh, yeah, devil, devil, devil's advocate to Motown. We can have some Motown Junk. Uh, I'm not sure, um, to be honest, I've never listened to the lyrics closely, so I don't know if this was a statement from the Manics that uh, uh, in their real sort of punk rock roots days that, um, you know, anything that, uh, (coughs) excuse me, came out of um, the Motown stable was a pile of junk or not. I don't know, or if it was... um, uh, some kind of other analogy, but um, yeah, it's a 1991 single. I think it's a debut single, anyway. Uh, back obviously the original lineup of the band, which uh, obviously included Richie Edwards, still um, uh, before, of course, he tragically um, went missing. Uh, and um, yeah, so it's the Manic Street Preachers uh, from 1991 and Motown Junk. Very good. Uh, uh, whilst I don't agree with the uh, sentiment, so hopefully it's not that. But um, <laughs> Nick, Nicky Wire from the Manix is a massive golf fan. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't know that, no. Yeah. Um, I came close to interviewing him a couple of times uh, about about golf. I think I think it was that, that time when uh, the obviously he's Welsh that, when the Ryder yeah. Cup was at Celtic Manor. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I thought he was sort of involved with something there. And um, yeah. I think one of the, when I was doing some research, mm-hmm. although the interview never happened, but he'd done a, an interview in Smash Hits okay. in the 90s when it was uh, first per, first poster on your wall and, and he'd answer mm-hmm. Seve Ballesteros. Okay. Um, and then he mentions golf sort of throughout the, the little interview. So, yeah, right. big golf fan, Nicky Wire. So, uh, right. so, yeah, nice link. Try and get him on the pod one week for getting yes. some music and golf. That would uh, uh, be good. Um, so, uh, yeah, give us another pick, Dave. Who's your, who's your next man? Is this, is this a golfer or a music? This is a golfer, yeah. Another, golf. another, another, another golfer pick. Yeah, who, a golfer who man. Next? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... I wondered if you would have picked this guy, but I'm going for Wyndham Clark. 
Yeah. I'll tell you what um, I didn't in a minute, but you tell me why you did first of all. <laughs> okay. Um, Wyndham Clark then again. Um, big hitter, fifth in driving distance. He's uh, 30th in strokes game put. And so the, the very, very basic idea of a, a big hitter who puts well, well, that's Wyndham mm. Clark. Yeah. Um, he's in pretty decent nick. Uh, he was seventh in the Canadian Open in uh, last month. Uh, 35th Travellers, 16th Scottish Open. Uh, he played pretty well in the 3M Open last week until I just had a poor final round. Mm. Um, but he is smashing it off the tee. He's got a bit of course form as well, 17th on his only appearance. Now I'm intrigued why you don't like him. Um, obviously, I don't like him. It's um, Again, it comes back to uh, the um, over-golf thing because he's, uh, uh, he's been, um, obviously, he played the Scottish, he played the British, um, uh, and then he's uh, back over for the 3M, and you, you sort of think, you know, could, could, he do with a, could he do with a week off, really? That's, um, that was my only, um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I would have picked him otherwise because I think uh, perhaps the odds have caught up with him slightly. I don't know. So, um, but... Um, um, uh, I'm yeah, I can see every, everything you're saying about him. I, it makes perfect sense, and uh, uh, I'm certainly a fan of his um, as a whole. But um, he'd, had, he'd so, had a week off before the Scottish, so he's only played three in a row. Yeah, I suppose it's um, yeah. Maybe, maybe, so maybe, maybe I'm just looking at the, the travel, the travel side of things. And yeah. Maybe, but but again, you know, obviously these guys are professionals, and uh, uh, I'm sure now that he's been back on American soil for a week, he'll be over any jet lag and what have you so one yeah um, one one thing i noticed um with him was um if you look at his stats he was clearly a bit flummoxed by uh trying to put on links greens yeah um, yeah he lost he lost basically 10 strokes mm. on the greens across the scottish and the open championship yeah uh, whereas yeah. in canada he, he was ranked first in strokes game putting yeah, yeah so yeah. It was almost like his putter was still in shock last week. Yeah, he, yeah. He was kind of right, right down the middle. He was virtually, yeah, yeah. you know, level in terms of that. He, he lost mm. like point, point naught of a minus. But mm. I think now he's back on the greens again that he that he's familiar with. I think uh, hopefully that can uh, spring something because he, he he's been making some promising sounds as if like he's close to something. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, it'll be one of those. I'll be kicking myself if he wins, and I'm not on him undoubtedly because uh, I'm a fan of his, and I actually backed him uh, both weeks in the UK because uh, I thought he'd really take to links golf, and uh, he um, gave gave us a really good run in Scotland, and I was on for uh, I think possibly in twelve places. I was on for. Um, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't tip him for twelve places, but I backed him. You know, for I uh, got the extra extra went for the extra places later in the week myself, and. Uh, uh, and um, I think he was literally a shot or two out of finishing finishing in that frame. I think he finished sixteenth or something in the end. Uh, so I, I stuck with him for the open because I just thought you know St Andrews would suit him even more with being able to obviously uh, um, you know uh, give, give it a whack off the tee as it were. But um, uh, maybe he got a bit uh, uh, as you say flummoxed by the greens and yeah, possibly we did. By, um, he did close with a 69, so he, he, he sort yeah, of left yeah. in good spirits. Um, yeah, ultimately, I'm sure he'll have been happy with his uh, fortnight over, yeah. in, uh, over in Scotland. He made the cut both weeks and, um, yeah, he uh, uh, earned himself a few quid and got a lot of uh, Lynx experience, I'm sure. So um, I, I definitely haven't got off the idea that he's someone who will perform well on Lynx courses long, long term, definitely. But um, 
but yeah, so it might well be one that I'm kicking myself and come the end of the week for not being on him. But uh, he's eight. Uh, I mean, he's, he's there is a bit of a hundreds with uh, a couple of bookies who are only yeah. going five places, but you can get yeah. eighty to one eight places. I thought that was enough. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, uh, as you say, they pay your money and take your chances. The phrase goes, and uh, uh, yeah, I just um, other, there was others others I like more. I guess at the end of the day, so um, but I, I totally get all your, all your logic on him absolutely because he's got the perfect profile for this this track. So um, uh, and do you want to give us another song, another another space related song? So this must be my last one, mustn't it? I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. um, no, no, I think you've got two songs left. No, you got two songs left. You got uh, one. Oh, I think I you've got you want you want a. Uh, a rockety one. I don't you can give us who you like. I, I don't yeah. mind. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go the. Um, I'll go the rather than the another Motown one. I'll save that one. So I'll go for um, another kind of rocket space yeah. theme. So mm. "Girl from Mars" by Ash. Yeah, I did wonder if Niall had had this on when he came on. Um, he possibly. One, one thing. I, I mean, obviously, I've got a pretty good memory, but. Um, um, uh, every now and again, the track comes up, and I think, "Have we had that before?" And I'm going <laughs> yeah. to research back, but I think we've lit. We, I know, um, I know, we've had "When When You Were Young" by the Killers um, right. uh, twice because um, someone put that up the other week, and it had been on on before. Uh, and you might be right, actually. Niall might have had this on, but it's a great track, so I'm having yeah, to have it well, again. Yeah, well, um, yeah. I mean, I suppose a, a lot of music it's sort of personal. Why Why it means yeah. something to us. So, so for me. Um, this song just completely reminds me of. Um, I think I, I'd probably finished. I'd finished being a student by then, but I was still kind of in student mode. Yeah, yeah. I was still living in Headingley. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just we would always go out a group of us, and this we would always put this on the jukebox. And you know, yeah. you know that bit in in um, Wayne's World when they sort of headbang mm-hmm. to Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. Um, yeah, so, yeah. so we well, I don't play... actually. I should say I don't. I've seen it on clips. Oh, right. but yeah. Ben will tell you, I've never watched Wayne's World because this came up on the pod when <laughs> Ben was last on, and, and <laughs> right. he picked. Um, God, what was he picked? He picked uh, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Uh, and I have no idea why he picked this Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, because so. there's um, fo- Foxy Lady, don't yeah, Foxy that, Lady, but... which related to Wayne's World, which related to whichever whatever city we were in at the time for the yeah. golf. And uh, I had absolutely no idea what he was talking about. So oh, I right. promised him by the time I was next to the pod, I'd have watched Wayne's World. Which I, which I haven't done yet. There's so, a famous, well, yeah, there's a very famous scene where they're driving along in a car and both I've seen that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, and when it kicks in. So this is a bit similar. So um, with Girl from Mars, it sort of, it starts off with Tim Wheeler, the singer, just sort of singing a sort of speaking yeah. a few lines with sort of soft acoustic guitar. Yeah, and then he's you know here it comes. He's saying Winterman cigars, and and then you're getting ready and love you, the girl from Mars, and as he says Mars. Yeah, the arm goes straight up in the air, and the head just bangs for for a few bars. Yeah. We just always used to do that as a sort of little thing whenever that came on. Um, yeah, yeah, a big fan of us. It's sort of, don't know what class it as pop punk or something, maybe. Yeah, maybe I, like, I like Ash. They're, they're a great. Yeah, band. so they're, 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 everyone they're a fine Ash, band, they? aren't they? And yeah, yeah. That so. that any excuse to. Uh, to relive yeah. that, that song and relive my younger days uh, yeah. living in Headingley where we used to put that on the jukebox. Yeah. Uh, in, I think it was the a pub we used to 
called the Elden. People who know Leeds, maybe um, it's near Hyde Park. It's sort of between. Yeah, no, no, I had my best my, my best mate was at um, Union Leeds, and I used okay. to go there occasionally. So I think I've been in there as well. It certainly rings a bell. So, yeah, so uh, sort of be, between Headingley and, and the Uni, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was it, they called it? The something run, the Otley run, run. Yeah, goes into Headingley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I remember that. Um, talking of pubs, by the way, um, did you get? Uh, I sent you a link after you were on last time when we'd been talking about the Sex Pistols um, uh, show, and I was saying about the guy here from where, where oh, I live, yeah, who, yeah, uh, right, yeah. uh, and he was a public. He was a publican in Barnsley. Yes, in this show, and that was because uh, yeah. I remember I was saying to you, it was a pub. He, he, he was sort of you know serving behind a bar somewhere in some pub in Yorkshire or something, and you, um, or up north or, or whatever. And um, but uh, yeah, I sent you the link, and it's in the link. He was a publican in Barnsley, so I don't know if that uh, um, uh, rang any bells to you, <laughs> or you can think which bit it was. I, I get it, it was probably only a cameo for about. 10 seconds or something. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um anyway, better move on because otherwise um we'll be here all night. And um um yeah, so my next selection uh is um a player that I really like this week. This would probably if I was gonna back one player this week, it would be this man. Um and uh, it's Cameron Champ. Uh and yeah. um the thing about Cameron Champ to me is that um he is um I'm gonna describe him in my written preview as a punter's friend because he just, I mean, I'm not saying every time he plays well, he goes and wins the following week, but uh, uh, he has these barren patches where he just, he, you know, plays awfully. And, and when he is playing well, you think, how on earth is he not in the top 10 in the world sort of thing when you see him playing well? Because he looks so good when he's when he's on song. Um, but he has these awful runs of form, one of, the, one of which he's been having this season, hence he's currently about 150th in the FedEx Cup or whatever. Um, and then suddenly he has a decent week, a spark lights, and then the next week he you know, goes and plays really well again and potentially wins as he has done on three occasions now. So um, so I was on him when he won at the 3M last year. Uh, and that was on the basis of the fact that he'd finished 11th at the John Deere in his previous start, having been playing awfully up until then. Um, and the reason I jumped straight on him last year when he won that was because the previous time he'd won, uh, and I forget whether he won the Safeway and he won the Sanderson's. So I think the second one was the Safeway. Um, he had played well the week before, um, and I thought, mm, you know, has he shown enough? Should I jump on him? And I didn't do, and he went and won at something like 150 or 200 to one. So I was incredibly peed off with myself. Uh, so I thought, well, next time he does that, I'll be on him. Um, and sure enough, he did it last year at the John Deere, uh, finished 11th and then went and won the week afterwards. Um, earlier this year, uh, he had a top 10 at the Masters, um, having uh, just done nothing all season up until then. Uh, so I jumped on him in Mexico in his following start and he didn't win, but he finished sixth at a decent price and was, um, you know, in the hunt until he um uh i think uh he just faded slightly on sunday um but again since then it's been a complete pile of dross um and then um last week i don't know if you saw this dave he was um six over for his first seven holes yeah uh defending champion uh managed to turn the round around to finish i think four over at the end of the day 75 uh, shot, yeah, yeah and then on the friday he shot um 67 i think to get back to one over and just make the cut on the number uh and then at the weekend um two more um 67s um and um sorry 68 it was on a friday to get back to one over uh and then two more 67s over the weekend uh hit the ball really nicely over 
over the weekend, puttered well, and then ended up with um, uh, you know a nice uh, a nice finish. So um, so I know it's of course he'd won on before, so you could say, okay, well, was it just that you know he likes the track or, or what have you? But um, to me, it's that. Um, it's that Cameron Champ uh, spark that he shows before he wins. Um, he's played well here before. Um, he uh, he finished 12th. I mean, he's been here three times. He missed the cut last year when he was um, horribly out of form. Uh, but um, on his other two visits, he finished 12th on one occasion. And then the first time he came here, um, he shot... Uh, Something like 66, 65 yeah, was, first um, two days. Second uh, and halfway, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he 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 was um he shot 28 on the front nine. Uh so uh on, on the Friday, um before um, you know, sort of plan level par the rest of the way or something. Um so he he clearly like likes the track. So and obviously we've got the big hitting angle that we've talked about with the likes of um uh Bryson Wolf, um Cam Davis. Yeah, so yeah. So, I mean, I think, I mean, until he proves me otherwise and loses me a lot of money because um, he continues to miss the cut afterwards and what have you, basically every time he finds his form out of nowhere and has like a 15th or a 12th or 10th or something, uh, I'll be on him the week after because <laughs> uh, that just seems to be the way he goes. So, um, so it's yeah. Cam Jam for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly agree. Um, he... What? Yeah, he's, he's first, isn't he, in driving distance? Which um, you know, yeah, there's a lot yeah, of contenders to it to be that number one, but he's first. So that, I did yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, on the season stats, he's putting he looks horrible, but he mm. did put quite well last week. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you're, I, I definitely like this sort of pattern spotting of certain players. Yeah, and you've, you've, yeah. I, I've noticed the same sort of thing uh, yeah. with him, and and when he. When he did do that sort of play well at the Masters and then play well in Mexico, well, he, in Mexico he he ranked fourth for strokes gained putting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gained six point yeah. seven. Then in three yeah. and last week he's he's gained three point three strokes on the greens. And yeah, he yeah. kicks on again. Yeah, I think it's very dangerous this week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and I think he led he led the field in putting at the three M last year when he won. I think he's was one of these guys he can just, and say when he won at the three M, he just looked so in control. Yeah. And uh, uh, and he said afterwards he knew he was going to win. You know, it's easy to say yeah. after you've won, I suppose. But uh, uh, he just said, you know, I, I knew I was going to win today. So he just had that air of confidence. Yeah. So, um, so that's uh, that's my um, my third selection, Cam Champ. Uh, and um, do you want to give us your uh, final uh, final pick then, Dave, and your f final musical pick as well? Yeah, so my final uh, golf pick, um, I won't be putting him up on Betfair because the price is – the odds compiler must be agreeing with me here because uh, yeah. he won't lay him at all. Yeah. But Christopher Gotterup, um, he's only 50s with Betfair, but you can get 80s yeah. elsewhere. Mm. You can get some 100s, actually. I'm slightly yeah. feeling I'm following following him off a, off a cliff, yeah. Um, because I've put him up twice already, mm -hmm. but you can sometimes do this and give up on someone too quick, yeah. And at prices like eighties and hundreds, you could you know you can have another go. Yeah, uh, massive hitter, which is good. I mean, we we probably know his story now. He won the Fred Haskins mm -hmm. Award. He yeah. Um, he's shown some great promise this time. Played well in the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. Um. And then maybe a bit, a bit like uh, Cameron Champ last week. He had a similar week, really. He opened yeah. with seventy-five, and then went sixty-seven, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fourth at the John Deere, seventh in his first ever event at the Puerto Rico. 
Yeah. Uh, so, and you look at his driving distance rank. I think, actually, if he did, I don't think he's played enough to be ranked. Mm. I think if he did plug him in, he'd be first. Yeah. So he is a massive old hitter. The yeah. only, well, not the only, but one negative is I'm not convinced yet he's very, he's a very good putter. Yeah. It seems to be a bit, hmm. But he did gain three strokes at the Travellers, which is something. It's not all yep. negative. Um, yep. Didn't put particularly well last week. Mm. Uh, so I'm just hoping he's a sort of player, maybe you know, he must have put it great a lot of times in his career. He can get it going. Um, I think he could really overpower this course. And mm. I'll, I'm happy to give him another go uh, uh, on this pod and try him at, what, 80s, I think. We can yeah, go. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where is it? You check these odds, uh, but um, yeah, I think you're um, pretty much about right. Oil um, Sports eighties and five, so eighties and eight, eight places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the so, magic one to be on. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, he's, he's obviously a player of huge potential, yeah. isn't he? So uh, you know, I guess it's a case of uh, trying to catch him before um, you know the. Uh, uh, the layers get complete. I mean, you know, he gets down to sort of. Um, uh, I mean, it, well, I think he actually wasn't he favourite the other it week. Did. In, he was yeah, sixteen, wasn't he? And then, yeah, uh, so and then I think he broke a few hearts that way. Actually, because he missed the cut, I think, or, or, or struggled anyway. So, um, but um, yeah, I, you, you know, you want to get on board with him, don't you? Um, early on, it's just a case of. Uh, um, taking a chance as to whether he takes the course or whatever, because he's seeing the courses for the first time. But as, as you say, it look, does look like it will be uh, his kind of track with his big hitting. So, yeah. Um, and give us your final tune. Yeah, so I'm going Motown again. Um, as a link to uh, Tracks of My Tears. So the song I'm going with is called First I Look at the Purse by The yeah. Contours. You, you said to me off air that you'd never heard of it. And it's a bit – it's one of those um, – Motown songs that sounds as if more it should be like a nord a not a northern soul sort yeah, of hidden yeah, gem, but it's yeah, actually, yeah. it is actually Motown, and yeah. it was written by Smokey Robinson. The song. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I think Smokey Robinson and another another yeah. member of the Miracles wrote it. So right. um, it's got some pedigree behind it. Um, yeah. First, I look at the person. I did think it, you know, in this era when we're talking about money and mm. purse being obviously a. A yes. golfing term yeah. for what prize money's on offer. Yeah. I thought first I look at the purse. I think it's it sort of relates to, I think it's written from a, a, a fella's point of view where mm. when he's pondering which lady uh, mm. which might take his eye, he's not looking at her physical attributes or anything yes. else. He's seeing how much money she's got. So, um, Outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Fa fancy living in a world where you're just followed by money. Yeah. Uh, live and all that. Uh, so, we don't want to mention Live so far. We yeah, yeah. mentioned the Live event this week, so let's uh, uh, let's let's um, let's uh, not yeah, move on before we go there. Yes. Yeah. So first, I look at the pur purse by the Contours. Yeah, I enjoyed it. This took the first time last You've night. You've had a listen as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I've had a listen yeah. and, and enjoyed it. So, um, right. So I shall, because uh, uh, you're all uh, picked out now, golf wise and music wise. Yeah. So, um, not going to send you to sleep. I shall quickly go through my mm. last two selections. Uh, and I've got one more music pick as well. But um, this is where I get out into this speculative uh, big odds, as it were. So, um, first of all, I'm going with Chess and Hadley. Uh, now, uh, you, you made um, a reference earlier on to sort of players who uh, sort of make a bit of a knack of uh, uh, saving their card. And, and Hadley certainly did that this time last year. He memorably shot 62 on the Sunday 
at uh, Sedgefield in the last event to sneak into 125th spot. Uh, and um, you might have thought, I mean, bear in mind, he has won on tour before and won on the Corn Ferry as well and was highly you know, rated a player when he was a lot younger, although obviously the years are going by now, that um, perhaps after salvaging his card like that, he would um, kick on and have a better season. But um, sadly, he hasn't. It was... Uh, uh, literally a lot of nothing until um, a few weeks back. He found something at the Travellers, uh, finished uh, top five. Uh, since then, he's made every cut. He's posted two more top tens, or oh, two more tenth places, to be precise. Uh, and he was tenth last week at the um, uh, 3M. And uh, uh, he's always been a good putter. He's ranked 22nd on the season in putting. And, you know, if you went back on the previous years, you'd always see him up there in the sort of higher echelons of the putting ranks. Um, but... Um, uh, he's, uh, his long game is obviously what lets him down. So he, he likes a little bit of room off the tee. Um, uh, I remember at the Palmetto last year where um, he, he had a, a, a big week out of nothing. He, uh, uh, you know, he just basically putted his way to a runner-up finish, I think. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, so this strikes me as a course where when you talked earlier, didn't you, Dave, about hot putting yeah. uh, can, uh, can do the business on this track. Uh, obviously, again, we've got the link to Sedgefield um, with, uh, you know, how he played well, really well there last year. Uh, and, of course, he comes here with a lot of momentum. He's actually made it to 130th now in the FedEx Cup. So uh, I grant you that there is that danger I referenced earlier, and I've not done the maths as exactly what he'd need to do to get to, say, I don't know, 115 or something like that. But, um, of course, there is a risk that, um, uh, you know, he just gets the 25th place he needs or, or, or whatever, and... Uh, uh, that's job done. But, um, uh, you know, he is riding a hot hand at the moment, as I say, three uh, three top tens in his last five or six starts. Uh, he's gaining strokes with his approach play um, now, which, um, uh, you know, was uh, a problem for him. As I say, the putter's still cooperating. Uh, he's never really done anything here, but I just thought at the odds, three-figure odds, um, 125 to one for eight places, uh, he um, he struck me as good value, to be honest, uh, to, to to ride that momentum. So uh, uh, that's my first of my last two picks, and the second uh, glutton for punishment. Uh, I'm revisiting Harry Higgs, who I was on last week, yeah. uh, and um, this could be throwing good money after bad. I don't know, but um, uh, I, I I'd um, I picked up on the fact I, I sort of started keeping an eye on him. I listened to again. I've, mentioned already i listened to the no laying up podcast after um uh the us open and they had harry higgs on as a guest literally um after you know the final round on the sunday or whatever uh listened to it the next day and um harry higgs was on as a guest they also had joel damon on as a guest who just played really well um and i can't remember the exact words but basically the question to harry higgs was just seeing your mate joel damon uh, performing really well uh, at the US Open uh, while you were sat at home on the sofa, inspire you to pull your finger out and play some better golf, basically, in, in a nutshell. Uh, to which he said, in a nutshell, yes, it did. And um, he was, uh, you know, rededicating himself to some practice and, you know, perhaps trying to get it back on track. Uh, he shot 64 in the second round of Travellers the week after that. Um, then missed a couple more cuts, but then he played work at the Barracuda. Uh, and again, he's another of these players who's outside the top 125, need, needs some big performances. Um, and um, uh, yeah, it was a case of, um, I thought, 
let's give another chance because of what happened last week. And what happened last week was he was on the wrong side of the draw, played really, really well for 17 holes on Friday. Oh, sorry, Thursday was one of the best rounds of the afternoon starters, uh, only to take a 10 on that brutal par five, um, his last hole, uh, dumped it in the water three times. Um, and that basically wrecked his card, wrecked his week. He actually played pretty well on the Friday, but just missed the cut on the number. So I thought, okay, he's, he's played, you know, his, his performance actually wasn't that bad by that one awful hole. Well, it was good by that one awful hole. Um, and um, again, we've got some nice form in Sedgefield. Uh, he's similar odds to last week, if not bigger. Um, and again, he's a player who seems to save it for the big occasion. He's got, you know, the top five at the PGA. He played well on his Masters debut this year. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just thought I'd, I'd give him another chance. So um, that's uh, that's my final selection. Um, any uh, any thoughts on either of those or any other, very briefly, any other big long shots you want to mention, Dave? Or? Just I did sort of have a brief look at Michael uh, Torbjornsson. Yeah. Uh, do you remember him? He finished fourth at the Travellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a little link there, wasn't there, to your, to Chess and Hadley, who, who because yeah, yeah. he's an amateur, he had his money, didn't he? So Hadley. Right, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah took yeah. over 406 grand. Uh, yeah, very nice. Which very was nice. Uh, pretty handy. Uh, yeah, I mean, he put it brilliant, uh, Michael Thorbeyonce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first in both putting stats, so... Again, yeah. Betfab got him at fifties. Yeah, well, same with Paddy, isn't it? They got yeah. that fifties, didn't they? So he's under twenty-fives um, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't so. putting him up, um, but uh, others at crazy prices. I'd look at Vince Whaley. Yeah, I thought he might play better, better than he did um, at the Barracuda. He was yeah, fifth, well, fifth the week before, wasn't he? Yeah, well, well, I nicked a place with him that week. Yeah, in the Oh, yeah. So I was on two unders. I just thought well, that might be a big price yeah. in it. It's just a yeah, yeah, fairly simple drive and putt week. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else? Uh, the front end. Well, the, I suppose the other one a bit further down. I'm, something I picked up on at St Andrews. There's been some sort of fairly positive noises about Ricky Fowler again. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, while he was in Scotland, that things mm. are starting to work for him. Uh, yeah, I was on him at Scotland. and uh, Yeah, I think I did. Didn't quite get the frame. Yeah. But, uh, what uh, is he here? He's... Uh, where are his odds here? Ricky, oh, where are you, Ricky? There we go. Uh, general 80s, basically. Yeah, 80s hundreds at Unibet. Hundreds at Unibet for six places. places. 90s bet Fred for eight places. Yeah, yeah it's just one yeah. of those ones that, yeah, you know, he's, uh, I think we may be may have written him off too soon. It, even though, yeah, he's clearly not the player who's come in top five in all the majors anymore. But he yeah, can yeah. still throw in good performances. And, yeah. Uh, well, I've put him in my six to follow at the beginning of the season because I thought he'd have a big yeah. comeback. Yeah. But uh, that's quite some, happened, um, but still time. Yeah. He's got some decent form here as well. He's twelfth yeah, yeah. in two thousand twenty. <laughs> Well, isn't he? Um, I don't know if he still is, but isn't he? Um, he's a big spot. He's a rocket mortgage ambassador, isn't he? Or something. Right. Well, you know, he's in all their adverts and stuff. If you're ever in America, he. Well, I mean, go back a few years now. He was always in the um, uh, the rocket mortgage adverts and stuff. So uh, yeah. I'm assuming he's still sponsored by them, but maybe he isn't. So, um, so anyway, that's my selections wrapped up, and my final musical selection for this this week. Uh, very simple one. Um, obviously, we're in. Um, uh, uh, the motor capital of America, Detroit, um, I believe. And um, uh, I'm going with a song by the Cars. 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, I actually had a Cars song earlier in the, this year um, uh, in one of the other pods, uh, which was just what I needed, which is probably my favourite Cars song. So I couldn't have that one again. Uh, but I've gone with um, Best Friends Girl, uh, which is another one that people probably know from their um, debut album, uh, self-titled debut album, 1978. Um, uh, You're My Best Friends Girl. I don't know if you remember that one. So, um, so that's my final tune for the week, um, The Cars. And um, so let's wrap things up um, briefly then with, first of all, we've got a free bet to give away. Oh, and excuse my uh, email pinging there. Um, but um, yes, we've got, um, uh, yeah, the free bet to give away. And I've had several selections come through and I'm just gonna quickly rattle some of them. Um, and sorry, I'm having to ping. Oh, we've got plenty of white stripe selections. So yeah, um, yeah, obviously the white right. stripes, the Detroit band, um, Nulty with. Uh, I just don't know what to do with myself. Uh, he's thinking that's what he might be thinking on Sunday after his uh, <laughs> uh, selections um, haven't gone his way. So um, where are we? What else we got here? So you had um, Saturn Five. Saturn Five, we saw a Saturn Five selection. Uh, sort of Rocket Man, Elton John. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah we've got um, another White Stripe selection. Icky Thump uh, was suggested, uh, and then we've got where are we? Um, should, uh, trawling further. Damn. Yeah, the Von Bondis come on. Well, come on. that's uh, you're you're jumping ahead because that's the one I'm going with. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, you've spoiled you've spoiled the surprise. Spoiler, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, Craig Thompson. Uh, Craig, thank you for the suggestion. Uh, he says, "I know it's dance, but can we just get one exception since it's Detroit for Fed Legrand and put your hands up for Detroit? Apparently, it's a belter." Well. Uh, I Is know. that a belter, Dave? I don't know it. I'll, yeah, give, well, I'll give it a listen. <laughs> yeah, I've gone with uh, two Motown dance songs. So yeah, so, so yeah, but yeah, I'm sort of. Um, I, haven't, I must admit, I haven't listened to it yet. So, Craig, I'll give it a listen, and I promise if it's if it's a belter, we'll get it on. Uh, we'll find another way to sneak it in another week. Um, but um, yeah, anyway, I'm going with uh, Dave Sport, the punchline, and we're going with <laughs> um, uh, Big Dave Busters, who I think won once right back at the beginning of the season when you were on, I think, Dave, actually. So, um, uh, Big Dave Busters his Twitter handle, and he picked Come On by the Von Bondies. Come on, come on by the Von Bondies. Um, he tells me the Von Bondies are from Detroit. Uh, I didn't know that, actually. Actually, so I trust he's correct, uh, but I love the song. So um, it's a brilliant song. Uh, do, do you know it? It's a, a two yeah, 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 yeah. So um, and you know so my history big... with Big Day buses, Chris. You, I yeah, you told you um, sold in you my own... Stone Roses tickets. Yes, that's right. I mean, um, which which um, doesn't it wasn't the madness it seems. I, I'd got them for consecutive nights, so I thought I haven't seen them once. I thought maybe it'd be fair yeah. to. Give them away. Which I think led me to telling my Stone Roses story about the um, how they were in the back garden. Did yes. you remember me saying that? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. We won't go through that one again anyway. Um, so it's before we wrap up, Dave, because I'm conscious of time, um, do you want to quickly give us a recap of your picks for the week? Um, yeah, so doing? my golf picks, I'm going for Maverick McNeely, Wyndham Clark, and Chris Gotterup. Brilliant. And, and then music-wise, music I'm going for Go by Public Service Broadcasting. Tracks of My Tears by Smokey Robinson, Girl from Mars by Ash, and First I Look at the Purse by The Contours. 
Brilliant. And for me, uh, on the betting front, it's Kevin Kisner and Adam Scott. They're both one and a half points each way, um, 35s and 33s, respectively. Um, and it's one point each way. Um, they're all first at eight places, I should say. One point each way for Cam Champ, um, Chesson Hadley, and the big outsider, Harry Higgs. Uh, on the music front, um, we've got um, where are we? we've got uh, "Rocket from the Crypt" on a rope, a uh, bit of a classic. Uh, Motown "Junk" by the Manics, um, uh, and uh, "Best Friends Girl" by the Cars. Uh, they're my three picks, and then we've got "Big Day Buses." Um, Chris, well done! You'll be getting the five pound free bet uh, with your selection of "Come On, Come On" by the Von Bondies. So. I think that is pretty much it. Um, Dave, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, remind everyone where they can find your stuff. Yeah, firstly, thanks a lot for having me on again. Always uh, fun to do these. Um, yeah, so I'm on Twitter at, at Dave Tyndall Golf. Uh, so I'll be uh, putting my various previews for the week up, up there. Perfect. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Um, they My... Preview of this one, the Mortgage Rocket Classic, that will be going out probably early tomorrow morning. Um, I'm going to finish that off, writing that off tonight, so that'll be up fairly early. Then I, first round leader, normally goes up first thing Wednesday morning, and then I've, um, I'll do the European, we're in India, aren't we? Is it here? No, we're not, are we? Uh, no, are no, we? no, no, we're in Scotland. We're at Fairmont in Scotland. Oh, um, right. Gone up for St Andrews way just up I think I, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why I said that. I've got it on the brain. Um I think I played that course actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I, as you can tell, I haven't done much research on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hero and Indian company, aren't they? I think that's why. Yeah, it was a hero Indian open before, wasn't it? Yes. Think, so. And Stephen a Scotsman Stephen Gallagher did win it one year, didn't yeah. he? Oh, yeah, he won yeah. the Indian Open. Um so yeah. Yeah, so uh, that'll go out on a, on a Wednesday after I've done some research to, to see which country it's being held in. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> and um, my name's Martin Matthews. Uh, for those who don't know, you can find me at SundogMonkey on Twitter, um, at the Goldfalter Pod on Twitter. Uh, this week, if you're not seen already, my main preview that normally goes out um, via the Sundog blog, uh, I'm actually filling in for um, Ben Coley, who's taking a well-earned break. So my main preview has gone out um, uh, via Sporting Life this week, and uh, I'll tweet that out again um, uh, obviously over the next couple of days. So, um, um, yeah, and you'll find me doing the Sunday uh, final round preview on Sporting Life as, as well, um, uh, you know, the final round preview for the PGA event. So, um, brilliant. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, it's been um, good to be back. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll be celebrating another winner. Um, in the meantime, um, bet responsibly and turn your music up loud. And, uh, yeah, see you all again next week.